Support for today's show comes from Perfume.com. With more than 7,000 women's and men's fragrances, Perfume.com has been America's number one place to buy discount perfumes online since 1995. I was turning 15 that year. Millions of happy customers turned to Perfume.com to save up to 80% on authentic and original brand name perfumes like Dolce & Gabbana, Burberry, Calvin Klein, Hugo Boss, and hundreds more. And now you can get free shipping, free returns, and an extra 25% off with the code TTCA25. It's the perfect Valentine's Day gift. Hmm, that seems like unusual copy for February 15th. Let's not say that. <laughs> and now you can get free shipping, free returns, and an extra 25% off with the code TTCA25. It's the perfect gift for him or her. Just go to Perfume.com and use the code TTCA25. It stands for Titty Kaka. That's not true. It stands for turning mm. this car around. 25. <laughs> Uh, one John Moulton, I could probably stand to smell better. I'm Lex Friedman. I smell like petunias. I'm John Armstrong. I smell like your Uncle Jimmy's back seat when he was in his bachelor phase. <laughs> Welcome to turning this car around. <laughs> well, I know that everybody has an Uncle Jimmy, right? Who doesn't have? I, I think actually, I, yeah, I, I did. I, I did don't. actually. Yeah, I, I had an I had an uncle Jim. I mean, we didn't call him Jimmy, but I had an uncle Jim. That's what his that's what his little poker game buddies called him. His drinking Possibly. buddies called him Jimmy because they yeah. knew him in high school when everyone called him Jimmy, and then later mm-hmm. they just called him Jim. How you, how you guys doing today? You kind of startled us there. I did. Yeah, I hope so. Can, that was my goal. John was John was not on the call until until he said he said we should start with Adam. He would do it live. Just do it live. And then bam. Um, I just, I, I, I know there was homework and whatnot, but I just got to tell you, fellas, last <laughs> night. You're going to do this. <laughs> I know. I know. But here, I, I, this. It's driving me mm, crazy. Mm, mm. Okay. <laughs> you people see, did you see that movie are, about the cat? No. <laughs> no. 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 Listen. Just listen. <sighs> You know when you see a movie when you're a kid and you're like, that was awesome. And you don't, you're not looking too hard. You're not like bringing all your bullshit to it. You're just like, that was awesome. And I don't care what anyone says. It was awesome. And -hmm. then when you start to look at it, you're like, actually, that was awesome. And you really are going, you know what? This is awesome. No, actually, I want to see it again because that that was my, that was my, uh, that was my experience with Raiders. I went in Raiders really knowing nothing about it. Right. Um, and uh was just like and, and expecting to enjoy it but not like love yeah. it um but i was like whoa that was good yeah um so that's black panther that's yeah. my experience yeah. and highly i'm just gonna say everyone needs to see it it's um it's a shakespearean epic okay moving on so i've heard <clears throat> i am trying i'm desperately trying to get to it as soon as i possibly can um even if you're not a marvel fan it's the story is really, uh, I think universal and there's, you don't have to know anything about any Marvel, anything. It, some of that stuff is there for you if you're looking, but you don't have to know a thing about the, all the other 19 other Marvel, you know, you know, movies. Guy, guy dresses like a cat. You don't want to know more. Yeah. Yeah. He's got some badass moves, but let me tell you something else as, a, as wanting to have my daughter see strong women uh, represented Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to appropriate anything here, but any time that my daughters can see strong women, I I will support that. So I'm just going to say did that. They, did they go with? Did was it a family outing? No, or? no, no. Uh, my girlfriend's kids are with their father for their break. They're with him out of the country on a um, cruise. 
Uh, not on a cruise, and I'm I'm not at liberty to say anything else other than that. Oh, she she posted about it. Never mind. That's but I'm not. <laughs> I am not. Jesus Christ! Let's... But you forgot homework. It's Friday, Mrs. Johnson. Why did you forget the homework, <laughs> Lex? Hi guys, my name's Lex. I podcast <laughs> and remind teachers about homework. Yes, you forgot to give us homework for the weekend. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's anyway. right. Thank you, Lex. Uh, Fifty page report Alexander. by Monday. <laughs> Alexander Junior. The third. You should have a third. You should have named Liam Alex the third. Even if he would have been only better. a junior. That's what I'm just saying. <laughs> just yeah, put make that part of the name. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> didn't didn't that what George Foreman did? The third. <laughs> yeah. He just like I, all my sons name. are one, two, three, you know, like that's <laughs> how are you guys doing? I, I reported on my last night. How are you guys doing? Well, Liam missed a lot of school. Oh, no. um, he missed school, I guess, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Monday, Tuesday. Oh, my God. Um, he had the flu. He had flu type B. First, we took him to the pediatrician. And they're like, mm, he doesn't have the flu. Then a couple of days later, when his temperature had gone from like 101 to 104, they're like, oh, yeah, he has flu type B. We, we took him to the time. dumb pediatrician. And then, yeah. yeah. Oh, you meant the flu flu. Um, <laughs> Wait, what is this type B business? What's that? I don't have any idea, but that's what they said. I mean, I wasn't even there. That's what Lauren said they said. So she could have okay. been making it up. Um, mm-hmm. No, no, it's a real thing. Keep going. It's, I think there, there were multiple flavors of flu each year, and so that was the flavor he had. <laughs> um, delicious. Yeah, right. Um, but, uh, I like cherry. the chocolate flu. The thing was, like, you know, you can't send the kids to school when, when they have a temperature. And the nope, school's policy is you have to be temperature-free nope. for 24 hours. And he was fine. He was ready to go back. But every night around 5 o'clock, he would spike another fever. And so we'd say, all right, you're not going to school again tomorrow. And the teacher would send home homework each day uh, with one of his sisters. And uh, then he would do that homework. And he would crush it. And they're like, all right, he's fine that he's not going to school because he still knows things. And then was, when he was finally able to go back, he was like a little bit nervous. It had been long enough that he was a little bit nervous about going back to school. But he loved it. He's doing great. Uh, so that, But that's what's been up here. I also, I think, had the flu, although I was never mm-hmm. diagnosed. Uh, I was very sick and feverish, but never like not as feverish as he was because, you know, I'm a very strong person. Sure. But everybody here is seemingly <laughs> healthy now. <laughs> Okay, so he's not going to die, is what you're saying. <laughs> this episode is brought to you no. by Lex's immune system. Yeah. So are you concerned about the people dying from the flu this year? I am concerned about it. I don't want them to like clutter up the streets. <laughs> is, there, is, there, is there other two ways we can actually answer that, or is there just the one way? Well, <laughs> here's the nah. reason. Um, I've sent you guys a WebMD link, just heads up. And then uh, type B is described by WebMD. Uh, that unlike type A flu viruses, type B flu is found only in humans. So it's not from another creature, human only. Type B flu may cause a less severe reaction than a type A flu, but occasionally type B flu can be extremely harmful. Influenza type B viruses are not classified by subtype and do not cause pandemics. You'll note the awesome SEO in that paragraph. Oh, they crushed it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Influenza type B was written at least four times. Um, anyway, there you go. Human only. So Liam's human. <laughs> My kids did ask if if uh, the dog could catch the flu. He could not. Yeah, that's been that's been asked around here as well. That's that sounds like um, a question. Like my my uh, girlfriend's youngest got a book called "Can a Bee Sting a Bee?" 
That's that's that's, mm. that's that kind of question. Like, do dogs get the flu? They get cancer. Can a, can a bee sting a bee? <laughs> well, thanks for thanks for <laughs> yeah. making it more. I would, it more I would assume that show. bees would sting bees from other um, nests, other hives. Yeah, yeah, right. Other queens, other crews. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're right. Mm-hmm. You're rolling with another bee crew. Yeah, look out. Um, sting, stinging's gonna happen. So Lex, yeah, Liam's okay. For. Liam he's is fine. Okay. He's back at school now. A couple days. Good. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's happy. He's healthy. This morning he was like, I don't want to go to school, and we're like, it's the hundredth day of school, and you're healthy. And he's like, I forgot it was the hundredth day of school. I feel fine. Uh, so mm-hmm. he was a little a little nervous about going back, but it's been. Did good. you inject? Good. Did you inject him with your own blood because your immune system is so strong? <laughs> Uh, upon the advice of my attorney, John Moltz, is Peter Thiel trying to get your blood? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Is Moeller trying to get your blood? Mm. Yes. Bob uh, has me on speed dial. Yep. That's my blood at all times. Just to get it, keep his staff running at top peak efficiency. Yeah. Okay. That's right. That's the fantasy world I'm living in. That there's a superhuman um, superhero set of attorneys that are going to rescue us all from doom. <laughs> it's i know it's ridiculous but that's that's how i'm loving Spe- that speaking yeah. of the homework that liam did at home because that's mm. where you do homework uh, mm-hmm. the missed schoolwork that he was taking care of at home uh john moltz gave us homework for this he episode did. of the show i did my homework and okay. oh, i'm not even going to tell you what it was yet because i want to okay. tell you about blue apron for just a minute if that's okay with you listen on up here's the thing they're the leading meal kit delivery service in the united states uh, they deliver fresh pre-portioned ingredients and step-by-step recipes. It can be cooked in under 45 minutes, and they come right to your house, right to your door. And while many people know about it, many people don't know about the types of meals you eat when you cook with Blue Apron, like strip steaks with potatoes and spicy maple collard greens, a steakhouse-inspired favorite with a delicious twist, chili-infused maple syrup, mm. with incredible non-GMO ingredients and new chef-designed seasonal recipes every single week. Blue Apron lets you see the power of what food can do. That's not what it says. It says Blue Apron lets you see what the power of food can do. Both things are true, honestly. Uh, I have cooked many Blue Apron meals in this house. Uh, my favorite dish was one that was salmon with a miso glaze, and it was phenomenal. I ate it. I didn't share it with anyone in the house. I ate all of it. It was a meal for four. It was good. <laughs> Blue Apron is treating turning this car around listeners to $30 off your first order if you visit blueapron.com slash turning. So check out this week's menu. And get your $30 off at blueapron.com slash turning. Blue Apron, a better way to cook and to hoard food and not let the rest of your family <laughs> eat it. Blueapron.com slash turning. So, John Moltz, it, tell us about this prepares story. You, it prepares you for the end days. Yeah. Yeah. Because right. mm-hmm. you need, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're going to need eventually to um, push your children and your, you know, your loved ones away from food when the end times come. And uh, what better way to start than with Blue Apron? <laughs> exactly right <laughs> okay good that was a proof right, copy so. right there <laughs> get away it this was is not, too good yeah you're not eating this yeah, i got not worthy yeah got tested <laughs> i'm sorry who has the strongest immune system in this house i do that's right yes yes <laughs> now get away from my blue <sighs> um yeah, so the article that I sent to you guys, and uh, we'll link up in the show notes, of course, it, it was in the Washington Post, and it was about, it was from a woman who uh, has a child who uh, has, is a special needs child who has autism and um, has, you know, as kids with autism uh, sometimes exhibit trouble, you know, does not like to be 
handled. Sensory issues. Right? Yeah, sensory issues. Yeah. And so doesn't like to have his hair brushed and doesn't, you know, necessarily like to put on specific clothes. And that particular day picked out his happened to pick out his own pants, which they thought was a triumph, and put on pants that were slightly too small for him. So they but they were like, oh, yay, he made that decision on his own, and that's terrific. So let him wear the short pants. And they took him out to to have a good time at the park. And while they're out at the park, a bunch of jerk-faced busybodies called the police mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because they were afraid that the kid was not being well taken care of because his, his hair was messy and his hair was messy. And so they call the police. The police stop the family as they're leaving after they've had this incredibly successful day at the park. And yeah. they say, hey, we wanted to make sure that the kid's okay. And they're like, oh, he has autism. And they keep walking. And the police are like, no, well, we got a call because people weren't sure that you were taking care of him properly. Look at his hand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now, I will say, from the story, it sounds like the officers acted pretty well. right? They're like, that's clearly yeah. a case of bedhead. And you guys right. are doing a great job. And there's right. nothing yeah. here. Um, I am torn. When I read the story, I felt like Moltz did in his retelling. And I was like, this is so shitty. This family had to do this. And these jerky busybodies should mind their own. And then as you were telling it, I was like, I almost empathized a smidge. No, I did. I empathized with the other parents who called or the other people who called. Like, if they didn't know and they were worried, don't we want to don't we want to call when we're worried? Like, wouldn't you rather be wrong? I don't know. Like... I Don't think you should engage I'm with the parents and to get a sense of the parents first and get a sense of the situation. Don't just run yeah. to the cops because ki- right. our kid's got fucking messy hair. Come on. Nasty. I think those, I think those two, the, the, the two things, I mean, the, the reasons are really, really weak. Yes, to get, to okay, get involved with that. Okay, now my impression would have been like maybe they were under, like that they were poorer, right? If you see a kid with messy hair and pants that don't fit, you would think maybe this is like an income thing, and that's not something that I would feel like to call the police about. Okay, you guys are convincing me that these parents acted shittily now, but it's also hard to approach, right? It's hard to approach <laughs> you know, other family is, but, and be like, but you don't have hey, to are you treating that kid it? well? Yeah, I, yeah, I just you don't. Th- I don't think that you need to get involved in that situation. It just doesn't seem like that's bad enough that you you know you need to stick your nose in somebody else's business. Personally. Right? Is but, there blood? If there's no blood, you don't call the cops. I'm sorry, not, you know, no. I, well, you know that's I your the, rule. I walked through the Target. You know, I walked through the Target not long ago, and and it looked like there was a kid who with autism, um, or he certainly seemed to have um, some sort of developmental issues, and um, he was like reaching out to touch something, and the mother smacked his hand. Mm-hmm. I think that's a much bigger red flag. I, of course, mm-hmm. I didn't do anything. Um, Did you like but, stalk him for a minute though to make sure it was okay? I I kept an I mean I was you know on my way someplace but I looked over my shoulder a couple times you, to you, see if it got any worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, when I when I worked in San Francisco, uh, I took the N Judah Muni Metro a lot of the times to work, and there was a a guy on there who um, I would say he was probably developmentally like seven, six or seven. But he was a grown man, and he was so excited to be on the train and headed into the city every day. And he was there a lot of days, so it wasn't like he was a one-time thing, and it was a certain time. So if you caught that train or a, a train close to that time, you would see him, because the trains aren't that big. There were only two cars, and um, so you'd see him. And he was so excited to talk with people, and then people would be so weird to him and freaky that... It was like he just shut down. It was so sad. And so one day he was like to me, he's like, I'm having pizza for lunch. And I'm like, that is fantastic. 
What, do you know what kind of, when I started a conversation, what kind of pizza are you having? Oh, I like pepperoni. And I knew what was going on, but I'm like, why wouldn't these uptight fucking liberal freaks not engage with this dude who's like clearly developed, you know, he's got some developmental issues, but he's not, he's not going to hurt anybody. Right. It's not like he's like, you know, his hair is four feet long and he's got toenails that are six feet long and he's like smelling like he crawled out of a, a latrine and, you know, Afghanistan or something. It's like, I would, and I mean that by he'd be a hang on point of order. I would imagine that most latrines, regardless of where they are, smell approximately the same. They're all awful. <laughs> no, just I'm just saying, there. like this could be a veteran situation. So I'm saying he he, he like hid in, in one in Afghanistan and then never showered because he was so fucked up. So anyway, point is, um, uh, it, this guy was like bathed and sweet and funny and adorable, and I'm like. That is great. Where you know, like, do you do you have pizza in your backpack, or are you do you go buy it? And he's like, oh, I get a slice. And you know, he just looks great. Yeah. And I I was really amazed at how bristly and weird the energy got because I was talking to this dude. Like people were really freaked, and I'm I, I just was like, <laughs> are you shitting me, grown people? I was so amazed. Like that was the beginning of the the cracks in the facade of San Francisco for me. That was one of them. That and I had that a couple of times with that guy. And then my friends took it and they were like, "The pizza for lunch guy." And I'm like, "Yes!" Like <laughs> that's what makes a city awesome. Right. Anyway. Yeah. I think pe- people with- people are uncomfortable with having. I mean, first of all, I'm uncomfortable with having conversations. <laughs> <laughs> I can talk with to you normal, guys, with, with, but like strangers, <laughs> I have a hard time talking to strangers. Well, I mean, I just like, you never know where it's going to go. And, you know, all of a sudden you think that you're having a normal conversation and all of a sudden it's like, boy, our president sure is great. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I kind of, I, I get that. I get that inclination just, I mean, in general to shy away from talking to people. <laughs> sure. There's the urban armor. I get that. You don't I get know. That. I got you know, it. And then, you know, and then I think there's also the concern, like, you know, if I start talking to this person, am I ever going to get rid of them? But, but yeah, but, you know, you have, I don't know, mm. to, to be, to be human in this world, you do have to uh, take some risks. I, I think, you know, I get that too. Like, oh, I'm going to engage. And then so how do I disengage? Mm-hmm. Like, bye. And he waved to me goodbye. Like I said goodbye to him. Yeah. And, and, and it was like, and I could, I don't know. I just couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. Um, uh, but but one of the things that I had to teach my kids, now, now that's a friendly person. In New York, there's some not-so-friendly people on the subway, and they right. don't smell good. And they will scream and <laughs> yell things randomly. And so those are the people we don't stare or point at. And Lita got so concerned when I first talked to her. And, I, of course, like a dummy, I didn't have the pre-talk before we go, we go down the stairs into the subway. And, of course, you know one of the first couple of rides we do, there's a crazy person. And I'm just like, well, listen, I had to explain the whole thing and like this big line. And I'm trying to do it quietly and it was awful. But you know, yeah. there's there's things, there's messages that people send that tell you kind of, there's some cues and yeah, anyway. Don't point or stare at the crazy person screaming about I, uh, you know, I was at the, I've never told there. the story of the show. Um, mostly because it happened in the past week, so I guess I didn't have the opportunity. Mm, but I had yeah. a, a good friend who was at the airport with her family and they were all flying together. Hence why they were all there. And she saw a couple wherein 
the uh, male in the couple was yelling at the female of the couple and then slapped her on the face. Oh, Ooh, God. Wow. Oh, no. No, no, no. And she called over the uh, police. <laughs> she first went over to the couple and told the guy to stop and then called over the police. Um, and I was like, that's the move. I would be intimidated to yeah. do it. I would, oh, I would yeah, psych myself up to do it. But you have to intervene. Even if it means that you're maybe going to get hit. Yeah, you have yeah. to intervene. I feel like, and like I was going to say, especially, but not especially. But it's just as true, if not more so, when your kids are there, right? You want them to see that right. sometimes yeah. you have to take a step yeah. for good things. Yep, yep. And I think that's so. If if you're at a park and there's a, a I just kid, get, I would get Hank to do it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think there's a, actually I think there's something to that. that guy is wrong. This is <laughs> go this, and then this, go get the police. This is where dudes. <laughs> It gets weird, right? Because guys are going to, the energy is different. The posturing is different. The body language is different. Like, yo, we're ready to like represent and sort of like there's an an element that we might have to throw down and, or, you know, do some crazy diplomacy moves or humor like that you don't know. And that, that, that heightened kind of energy guys emit this sort of, you know, vibration that I think, um, sends things in directions it doesn't need to go whereas i think a woman or a child their energy they're coming at it with a different kind of energy and a different level of potential threat right like if a crazy dude's smacking somebody around and you you walk over there it's like you know that's a different thing than if another woman says hey you need to stop that I'm not sure. Well, yeah, it depends, really depends on the situation, though. I think it depends on the situation as to whether it's worse or better. I mean, I think hmm. some guys might be, I don't, I don't know. Um, uh, you know, that's what I mean. Yeah, if, if, you you're, like, if you're a super hey, misogynist and a, and a woman comes up, you might continue to have that bad reaction. Yeah. Could get, you know, could get ugly in that way too so i don't know mm-hmm. i mean i think my move there would probably be just to go to the go to the cops first right physical violence instance. done yeah yeah it's bad news man yeah but I, so I what was the outcome Lux? what was the outcome? Of kid uh the police came and then they went and boarded their flight <laughs> the, the the people who i know boarded their flight um i don't know what happened with the rest of the story because they couldn't stay they were late to the airport already which is like the funniest part of the story to me like that's the true sign of a good person i'm already late yeah. to the airport yeah right. but i'm gonna stop and deal with this other thing like that's right. there are good people out there mm-hmm. yes yes there are none of them on this podcast no, no, there no, are no, good people. we're learning we're trying to we're trying that's the point of the show right <laughs> can i tell you what i feel most dad like these days is not even with my own kids but there's a girl who comes over here one to two times a week who's uh anya's age in anya's class because they have newspaper some mornings and chorus some mornings and band some mornings and her, both of her parents have to go to school i uh, have to go to work before you can drop the kids off so they drop their kid off here and then i take her with anya to whatever the morning preschool activity is I make endless dad, dad jokes in this girl's presence. It's pretty much all I do. Um, and she loves it. And it's the most daddish I feel all day ever is when this kid is here and I'm like in full dad joke mode and full dad mode in general. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and she nice. like appreciates it. It's nice. So that's, I really, <laughs> I don't know. I wanted you guys to know. I have no shame in this. I'm fine with it. You, uh, you have a different child now is what you're saying. I have four kids now. Yeah. I have four three and a half kids. Yes. 
That's that's nice. that's and that she probably loves it, right? Because it's like a new dad. That's new how experience. that's how people get cats, not <laughs> not kids, mm-hmm. not kids. Generally. Yeah. Like, Although <laughs> I mean, just make a cat a better offer, and the cat will come live with you. Uh, uh, I have a question. Are you guys the Kool Aid House? That's code, by the way. It's code because I don't know <laughs> people drugs? drink Kool Aid anymore. <laughs> no, no. What it is Soda? is you're the house where people, the kids want to bring their like. You're the gathering house for people for the kids' friends. Mm. Or, and if you um, aren't, do you know where that house is in your neighborhood? I feel like we don't quite have that house. I think that we're close. Um, we like hosting. The parents in this house, Lauren and I like hosting. Like mm-hmm. hosting. And so, since so many of our kids' friends are family friends, we do become the Kool-Aid house to a, a degree. But when it's friends who were not close with the parents... We do a little. We our kids still do a little bit more inviting than they get invited because they're losers. No, um, it, 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 I don't know. I would say that we're 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 heavy, but we're not necessarily the the one yet. Like we're we're heavy. We're doing well. We're doing well in the Kool Aid rankings. Okay. Uh, it's it's I. Uh, I don't think we have one here. Yeah, at least that we're at least not the one that we're tied into. I mean, we've <laughs> you know, there's he, he's got he's these friends up the alley and when they come over it's very relaxed and like <laughs> the, the boy just goes goes to the pantry and says i'm hungry and opens the pantry <laughs> like okay <laughs> well that's good i mean that's a sign of comfort at home. or is it not good it's fine that's fine i mean the stuff okay. that's in there is you know and he's he's also like he's asking i think you know i mean and i i'm cool with it so yeah I mean that I think that was that's the just thing how was, he asks. <laughs> <laughs> the thing I was getting at was that by taking, I I had friends' houses I liked to go to because the vibe was different, and I did not. I w- I was not comfortable with with friends at my house. Like they could come over during the day, but I wasn't the sleepover house at all. Not no. Oh, I, I had see. One sleepover with a lot of people, and mm-hmm. that was it. Really. Because I, I, I wasn't terrified, I knew what I knew what happened on those sleepovers, and I didn't want to get busted. And my dad knew people in the city. What and, happened? Uh, what happened to the sleepovers? Oh, oh, like the dog poop on the store, the doorstep with the you know. There's a term for that. Oh, the, yeah. the the mm-hmm. knocking right. of the ghost doorbell ringing. I guess would be the way to phrase that. Now I don't know what they call it now, but you ring the doorbell and you light a bag of dog poop on fire and you run away. Right. Um, we would just not bother with the dog poop. We'd just ring the doorbells and run, um, or be running around like crazy and like hide from cars or, you know, the parents would say, go to bed at a certain time. And it's, you know, say it's 10 30, 11 and we're outside cause we snuck out. Yeah. I, I didn't want to have that in my, <laughs> thank my God head. you're not my kid. Right. Um, <laughs> right. Do kids do that now? I mean, I, I don't, don't even know. know. No, they just they have all this great off. stuff. They're like, I got the PlayStation right there and Netflix. Yeah. Really? Why would you go YouTube? out? I don't need to. Jack I remember that we would have non-Jewish friends who would come over and be over at our house on Friday nights when we would like do oh, candles and holland yeah. things and so yeah. some of the our Gentile friends would learn the blessings <laughs> which was funny because they were at our house often enough for that but yes yeah, so you're right I always enjoyed going to friends houses because I was embarrassed by my parents so. <laughs> 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 you just never knew what would set my parents off that was the thing. yeah I think growing um, up, I think my I think our house was was pretty you know not quite the Kool-Aid house maybe but um we we had, we had, it was pretty relaxed and we had people coming in and out a lot. Mm. Daytime we we could get that way. 
it could get nutty. You know what probably could have made the sleepovers better and like made the, the kids at your sleepovers, John, like go to sleep and stay asleep all night long? Mm, I, don't, I don't know. What could that be? Hey, maybe you've considered a sleep number bed, but you couldn't afford one. Can you really afford another restless night's sleep? No. It's a good thing that right now during the Ultimate Sleep Number event, you can save 50% on their Ultimate Limited Edition bed. The Sleep Number bed lets you choose your ideal comfort on each side, so it's the perfect bed for couples. Their newest beds are so smart, they actually sense your every move and automatically adjust, so you stay sleeping comfortably throughout the night. They even have an adjustment for snoring. It's to make it last, not more, otherwise be weird. Does your bed do that? No. My Sleep Number setting is 90. My Sleep IQ score last night was 92. Uh, Listen, I have kids. You guys know this. That's the point of the show. I cannot wake up and deal with my kids unless I've had a good night's sleep, which is why I like it. Sleep Number Beds cost about the same as a traditional mattress. They last twice as long. Nine out of ten owners recommend them. Come in during their Ultimate Sleep Number event and save 50% on an Ultimate Limited Edition bed. Plus, Queen Mattresses started at only $699.99. Sleep Number now has over 550 stores nationwide. Find the one nearest to you at sleepnumber.com slash TTCA. That's sleepnumber.com slash TTCA. Okay. What's next? We need some more beds. We need some more free beds. You get, are you guys watching the Olympics? Uh, sometimes, yes. So yeah, we've seen some of it. Um, Hank doesn't seem to Olympics care. Guy. Hank doesn't really seem to Olympics. care. He's watched some, but he's not like super into it. Snowboarding. That's what's what that was. What got the kids going here? Yeah, Actually, the yeah. He, I think that's what I think that's the part that he watched. Nice. But um. Yeah, which I is, like you know, like I think that for kids, that's like that, that is pretty, uh, that's eye candy. Right. Yeah. My echo yeah. thought I was talking to it. Um, I like the ski jump too, because it seems like you do almost nothing, mm-hmm. <laughs> but go very far. Like, I'm sure they're doing all kinds of things, but like you're locked into those tracks. Like, yeah, that skis, tracks, the that, tracks, what is that like, about? I don't like it that. It seems like a great way to like lose both feet or legs or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But, like just pop right off. <laughs> There's well, one second of sport. I'm, I'm sure that when you're in the air, there's stuff you have to do too, but it looks like there's like just the liftoff. That's the only well, thing that really matters. I think with that one though, too, is like it, we do that on the Wii. Um, there's that Wii oh, yeah. thing, yeah. the ski jump thing. So um, slightly interesting because of that. <laughs> it's a little different in real life. Yeah, but so yeah. It's, I don't know. It's probably think? very similar. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, that, so... Growing up, there was a show on Saturday afternoons, ABC's Wide World of Sports. Uh, pretty much religiously watched that one, you know, like whenever possible. Um, and in the intro to that, they showed a dude wiping out off of one of those long jumps. Like he, oh yeah, 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 like yeah. The thrill of victory and the agony, of, the thrill of victory agony, and the agony of defeat. Agony of defeat. He yeah. was the uh, that that person, went, and and so I'm looking at this like guided track system they have now. And it seems kind of like a, a cheat. And I know that they used to cut grooves in with like ice and snow and whatever. Or if it wasn't ice and snow, they made it to look like ice and snow. And now they're like, screw that. It's aluminum and Teflon and some space age, you know, polymer from the Chitari aliens who <laughs> came down and Avengers, you know, whatever. It's like right. crazy tech that makes you fly 7,000 miles. So, okay, fine. So, so you just have to like, crouch over and then like Lex said it's lift off right it's all and then how, how you hold your body I'm sure you have to be strong I don't I'm not gonna deny that but mm. it just seems like it changes what the like the elements of well but at the same mm. time if people are not like um, being horribly mangled yeah. or just less yeah. horribly mangled less frequently well, horribly mangled I, the, I think the, it's worth the, it 
the, the irony of that is, is like you watch something like Skeleton, which is flat out insane. Have you seen Skeleton? Oh, yeah. Have you watched any of that? Yeah. 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 No, not, not this year. Is, is that summer or is that that's no right? skeleton is it's like bobsledding. It's like luging, but luge. But instead of laying on your back, you're laying face forward. <gasps> oh, and yeah, face yeah. Okay, down. okay, okay, okay. I was thinking of like, isn't there like a street luge thing? Sort of what is that? Oh, man. <laughs> Sounds awesome, though. Whatever it is. <laughs> it's, it, the best part about it is you got to watch um, uh, Leslie. What's her name from uh, Saturday Night Live? Oh, She's, Leslie Jones yeah, watching. Yes, movie. Leslie yeah. Jones. Her Twitter commentary is fantastic. She will put it on and record like somebody doing something and she'll scream at the TV and it's fantastic. It's the best. It's yeah. so great because it's everybody. I mean, that's just like, what? It's so good. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Sierra uh, loves to watch the Olympics. All she wants to see is figure skating and it's never on. <laughs> um, but we watched a lot of speed skating. And what I like about speed skating is how the men's legs look like they're longer than my entire body <laughs> yeah and bigger around too like just massive oh yeah oh yeah, oh, yeah. the butts also giant butts <laughs> <laughs> what i like i read somebody's tweet about figure skating where they were talking about how like every figure skating routine of all time is like hey why don't you hold me up by my foot on which i'm wearing a sharp knife they're mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> wrong that's what it is I still don't get the whole, like, I'm going to lift you over my head and spin uh, on ice. Yeah. Like, not just in on, on the floor, like normal gym floor or whatever, but like on ice with my own blades. I'm going to spin with you, person above my head. I'm going to do that. I feel like in another life, I could have I could have gotten into curling. Like, I really enjoy watching it. I feel like I could be a curler. Mm. Yeah. That's who you are inside. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Lex, I think there's a docudrama waiting to happen where you sure, quit your yes. job. And you just and, you uh, focus. Well, it could be it could be a mockumentary, but mm, what I love about casual Olympics, <laughs> yeah, it sounds <laughs> it sounds like a Christopher Guest thing, doesn't it? Yes, but casual Olympic curling fans like me mm-hmm. feel so in the know when you know like three times, oh, yeah. like oh they oh. they totally need to get the rock in the house. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what they got to do. <laughs> oh, they got to they got to situa- split split the the situation, whatever the lingo is, yeah. right? Yep. Oh yeah. man, my, my, <laughs> Liz tweeted something about like. You know, I'm I'm now an instant expert, and the athletes need to do whatever I'm telling them to do. <laughs> As I scream at the TV that they can't hear. Sure, right, you become an in- instant expert, right? And you're telling them, no, no, sweep the other way. Yeah. In your case, Lex, <laughs> that's a be what you. When they do this, when they do the ski jumps, and the, and the announcer's like, "Well, he really should have left about one quarter second earlier." I just start booing every time. Boo! <laughs> your job is to ski jump, and you messed up. But like, I could never do any of it, and so I am amused. But I just, if the, if the announcer says you do wrong, I will boo you. The thing that gets me still, still is the judging is so subjective, right? Oh, yeah, like right. somebody does an insane snowboard run clearly just like holy shit run and they barely win over the other person or uh or they're barely in second place like they should have won or you know like it's just so and then like the skating oh that's gonna cost them like what are you talking about what is gonna cost them well her chin was not at the appropriate angle during that specific trick so ding boop you know yellow or whatever the scoring thing is which is another thing it's like what is happening with the like yellow, green, red, and like all that? It's crazy. It's nuts. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Just let's just look at the beauty of the skaters and you know have a nice time. And everyone gets a gold. <laughs> everyone gets a participation. Why does medal. it have to be a competition? Yeah. What, what is it? Come on. It's skating. It's, it's figure skating. Come on. 
Like, I understand if like, okay, we're going to do seven things. You have to do all these seven things and great. Beautiful. Don't they, wait, don't they have an exhibition thing where like, okay, we're done competing and now we're just going to show off. Let's just show off. Yes. They need like an all-star game. Uh, I think my favorite thing overall about the Olympics is the the science about the emotional states of people but they say that people who get the bronze medal are typically happier than the people who get the silver medal because the silver medal person is like oh i could have gotten gold gold." and the bronze medal person is like i could have not gotten anything (laughs) (laughs) this is true i'm not making this up i'm probably i'm not getting the science perfectly represented here but this is you can google this and i think it's the coolest thing and i really even when the olympics are not on i try to think about it because like it's there's something beautiful and poetic about how happy the bronze people are compared to well, silver. That's, that's that I built my life about be, around being bronze. Oh, mm. dude! In high school, like my goal was to get eighty nine point four five, and then convince <laughs> the teachers it was an A. <laughs> we only had lead grades. It's almost you're right. It's bronze, but it's practically gold, right? Yes. <laughs> did Did you guys hear that? Uh, there was something about how the Dutch are really good at skating because the canals freeze. Oh, see, my friend Katie Couric said that, and then she apologized for it. It's incorrect. Incorrect. Okay, so she did thing. apologize for saying that. I mean, I get she the did. pressure and of having to be live. And, yeah. This so, is the third call in a row where I've talked about Katie Couric now. <laughs> your friend, right? My dear friend. Katie my Couric. dear friend. <laughs> Just, is she, uh, is she, is she uh, hand-feeding you chicken, too? Uh, Caesar salad. <laughs> Katie Couric has not yet hand fed me Caesar. Okay, uh, call dressing. us back when she's hand fed you mm-hmm. Caesar salad. Yeah. I want to see. She, a, I, a I, have, I have been on stage with her because that's what that's what real friends do. <laughs> <laughs> they weirdly hand feed each other Caesar salad. There's <laughs> <laughs> something that you're actually really not supposed to eat with your hands. If, if you're a new listener and you have no idea what John Moltz is talking about. Uh, every famous person on the planet has hand-fed me Caesar dressing. That's all I'm yeah. referring to. Definitely. Wow, they called back. I didn't answer the first time, so they called back. The Monmouth County Library has books for us, just in case any of our listeners Oh, are great. Or what do you got on, on, uh, on, on hold there? Like, See, I don't the, you know, library. We don't know why they're calling. My, all we know is that they're calling. It's something my wife got, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I already texted her. Mm-hmm. Pick up your books at the Monmouth County Library. But I can't, your I can't take the call. She'll be fine. Pay your huge. No, it's usually not fines. It's usually books on hold. <laughs> so, uh, our medal race, we're not looking good. You get guys. Katie Kirk to pay your fines. <laughs> we're number five in the medal race at the Olympics right now. Aren't you fine with that, though? Like, Why like, does it have to be a that's competition? Okay. I mean, it literally is a competition. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, uh, there's a lot to unpack there. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I think I mean, that's I, what I guess, Olympics means in Greek, right? What it means? Participation award, (laughs) participation trophy means everybody did a good job. Means as long as you tried. (laughs) It's great. It's great. So good. So great. Uh, Yeah. So um, I think the biggest thing for us was trying to get the kids even to watch, and so uh, and this is the first Olympics where I've. where we were in a place to watch the opening ceremonies that I can remember. I think we watched the England one, but we were late to it or there was something going on. I can't remember what in the summer Olympics a couple years ago, but, um, um, this, this one, Man, I couldn't, like, I could not have even told you that that that's where it was. The last summer was the last yeah. summer Olympics in London or was it a couple of summers? I don't that even sounds know. right. That sounds right. When you say it, but I, I mean, I really, yeah. I, if that had been a life or death question, 
I would no longer be breathing. Wow. Okay. So anyway, I think we were dating at the London Olympics. Whatever. Point is, you and me? I thought to we were 2012 to, <laughs> to 2012. Hey, 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 2012 Summer Olympics was. Uh, so what was 2016? Huh, whatever it was, the 2016. I think we were traveling. We were doing something, and um, we weren't. We I don't I don't recall watching the opening ceremony. We may have, but I don't remember it. But this was a bigger deal. I think. I don't know why, but um, so my girlfriend was like, "We are watching this. We're having dinner in front of the television, which we don't normally do, and we're going to watch the Olympics. And kids can stay up a little later because we're on the East Coast. It's and the so, Olympics, you know. The Olympics goes to like eight thousand o'clock in the morning. So fine, whatever." <laughs> And they didn't. They were like, oh, "I'm going to bed. I'm too tired." Who are these kids? Who are these kids? I don't know. Yeah, there's He's one other done thing that we very could rarely. There's one other thing we could talk about before we're we're out. If we mm. want to go like depressing. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, what I've been trying to, to avoid kids? it. What do you say to your kids? Well, I mean, we talked to him about it. Um, we asked him if he was scared and. He said no, um, but, you know, <laughs> he looked like, he, you know, like he actually might be a little bit, but um, I don't know. I mean, the only thing that makes me feel slightly good is that he's at a very small school and it seems unlikely that, um, you know, certainly just in terms of numbers and um, and it's a school that pays like very a lot of attention to the students and, and I don't know. I mean, I'm just hoping that that's a, that those two things combined are, are make it, make the whole thing less likely. In, in any individual school, it's unlikely, right? Sure. Um, but I just really hate it. Um, McSweeney's had an article and I think McSweeney's is just hilarious. I love their sensibility, but they had an article headlined, please don't get murdered at school today. Uh, oh, it's actually from January of 2016. Um, I sent it to you both and it's, it's funny and it's awful. Um, and like, I, I don't know, you know, I, I suppose in the world, you never know if when anybody's going out of your sight, if you'll see them again, right? That's the fun joy of happiness <laughs> of the world, but Being fragile human beings. Um, this, I have decided instead of feeling hopeless and miserable about this endless cycle of school shootings and other mass shootings in the U S to be hopeful and optimistic, because if you had said like 10 years ago, will gay marriage ever be legal in the U S most people would be like, no, right. The that's we're against it. And the representatives we have elected will never uh, allow it. And then it changed like, in, it felt like in minutes, like it was it was years and years of, of people putting in the time and doing the things to make it to be happy, but it changed. And I feel like this could change too, but like this, I, I didn't talk to my kids about it this time. Like I didn't talk to my kids about this story because like what am I, what are they going to, the thing that kills me the most, <clears throat> wrong term, but mm-hmm. the thing that bums me out the most is like this is a school where they in theory did all the things they want you to do, right? The school had lockdown procedures. They had done active shooter drills, which I fucking hate. They had mm-hmm. an armed guard on campus who at no point encountered this kid at all. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's because there is nothing to do to make the school safe except for not have guns at it. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't talk to my kids about it. I chickened out. There was a tweet. Someone said, okay, you're not going to pay. You won't pay teachers enough to teach, number one. Number two, you're going to pack the <laughs> yeah. classes full of kids. Number three... You're not going to pay to support supplies, right? You're, you're, you're going to not support any of the, the arts mm-hmm. or, or except for sports. Right. 
Right. And then you're going to have teachers. You want teachers now. Now you're going to give guns to teachers. That's what you really want. Is yeah. Let's get. Let's have a that's gun for teachers for. program. Right. That's what yeah. you'll pay for. And yeah. which is insane. Yeah. I thought it was a great tweet. The other one, the other thing I wanted to say about this is how amazing a couple of the kids have been, coached yeah. or not, about what they're saying who, who, yeah. to grownups about right. what has happened. And um, it's remarkable that in the face of this horrible event and, and grief stricken and, and in handling grief, they are standing up and saying, where are the grownups? Why aren't you doing right. anything about this? I think yeah. it's amazing and fantastic. I don't give a I shit know, if they I, coached them or not. I mean, and it's it's terrible that they that they have to do that. Uh, but right. I, I think it's great that they are doing it because apparently we're too inept to do anything about it. <laughs> well, I think I think I, this the bigger picture for me is I think it's time for the fairness doctrine. I think we need to have that conversation again. As awkward and weird as that's going to be, I think it's something to here consider. on this podcast. You mean? Mm-hmm. No, no, because yeah. we don't we don't talk about politics here. No, we don't, touch, we don't even talk about politics. So. You think I, I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to say whether my bosses at Scripps are listening. Spoiler alert: they're not, mm-hmm. uh, or not, because <laughs> it's too late in the episode. I don't think. <laughs> Did he talk about Trump in the first five minutes? All right, we'll let it go. Um, I don't think that it is political to say I think fewer kids should be shot to death at schools. I don't think that's, that's, yes, that's nothing political about that. You're right. You're going to get so much trouble on Monday. <laughs> Believe me. <laughs> The best trouble. God. We're going to get all the best guns to all the worst students. <laughs> Just a river of guns. A river of... A lazy river of guns. 